0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Nantucket Film Festival, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Cecil Baldwin with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg!
2: Hello, everybody! Yay! We, we have a great show for you. I'm not going to lie. We have four amazing contestants. They are waiting backstage, uh, listing all the radio-friendly words that rhyme with Nantucket. And they're going to be up here playing our nerdy games. And one will be our big winner. This is very exciting for me to be back in Nantucket. How do you like it, Cecil?
1: Uh, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. It's beyond gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm from the South, so all this like delightful New England charm, it works like magic on me. <laughs> Like, I was taking pictures of trees and just <laughs> cobblestone streets all night long.
2: That is so, like, now you're in the city. We, I, we took a photo of a tree? Yeah. Look at this garbage can. <laughs> it's, it's, it's older than our country. <laughs> I know, and I've been here a few years. There are some things that are still the same. Um, I mean, they haven't paved Main Street yet, but that's going to happen one of these days. Um, maybe next year you'll get Wi-Fi. Uh, Fingers crossed. I call the Wi-Fi here on the island Amtrak Wi-Fi. Yeah, it shows you that no Wi-Fi is better than some (laughs) Wi-Fi. No, I love it. We, we have, actually, this show is loaded up. We have two special guests. Uh, Steve Young, who is a comedy writer, is going to be joining us on stage. His documentary is called Bathtubs Over Broadway, and he's going to be talking to us about the weird and wonderful world of industrial musicals. And we have Francois Clemens, who you also probably know as Officer Clemens. Uh, from the documentary Won't You Be My Neighbor. It is a, I think, a very rare documentary because at the end of it, you actually feel better about the world. <laughs> Doesn't happen that much. I grew up in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, and it's so interesting just thinking... We all do this. We all talk about our childhood and what has changed. I I do it with my friends all the time. We get together and we do this. We're like, back when we were kids, you know, there was no hand sanitizer. There was no organic food. Our parents never told us they loved us. And then... And then we always cap it by turning to each other and going, and look at us. We're fine. Right? And here's my question. Are we? <laughs> Are we fine? Because uh, I just was invited to someone's 40th birthday party to drink whiskey and color in adult coloring books. Yeah. I don't think that's fine. I think that's a cry for help. Yeah. All right. Let's play some silly games, everybody. Let's uh, meet our contestants and play some games. Our first game is inspired by movie trailers. My favorite part of watching movie trailers in the theater is that after each trailer, everyone votes, like, thumbs up or thumbs down, how they think the film is going to go. I remember watching the trailer for Britney Spears' Crossroads, and I heard a guy in the back of the theater just go, Nope! (laughs) So let's meet our contestants. First up, Dean Chow. You're a student at University of Illinois. Hello.
0: Hi, excited to be here.
2: I'm happy to have you. So when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Peter DeMauro. You're an instructional coach for science and math teachers. Hello. Hello. So happy to be here. Uh, So when you ring in, we're going to hear this. All right, Dean and Peter, the first of you who wins two of our games, will go on to our final round. Our first game is inspired by movie trailers, specifically something you actually don't hear so much anymore. It's that deep voice saying,
1: In a world.
2: So in this game, Cecil and I will narrate trailers, not for movies, but for other things that begin with the word World. So, if we said,
1: imagine a baseball sports championship that claims to be international, but only as teams representing America and Canada, you would answer, in a world series.
2: Here we go. The United States of America, a superpower, except when it comes to the most popular sport in the world, soccer. Soccer. The U.S. doesn't qualify for the 2018 FIFA tournament, and somebody has to pay. Peter. In a World Cup. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, exactly.
1: (laughs) Just when you thought it was safe to go back to your favorite website, it knows you're using an ad blocker, and it is not amused. It's www.thrills. Dean. In a World Wide Web, that is correct.
2: A massively multiplayer online game brings two people together. Can an elf druid and a gnome warrior fall in love? Peter. In a World of Warcraft. That is correct. Did you play that game? I don't. No, but you still knew? Yeah, I just knew about it. You just just knew about it? What do you think? Can an elf druid and a gnome warrior fall in love?
1: I say love is love.
2: Yeah, I agree. Great. Cecil, can they fall in love?
1: I mean, they're having to overcome some extreme height differences, (laughs) but absolutely.
2: They were born to shimmy, destined to pop and lock. Can judge and executive producer Jennifer Lopez save the American dream on NBC? Peter. In a world of dance. Yes. This is your last clue. Some men wrestle with emotions and some men just wrestle. Seth Rollins stars. Peter. In a world... Wrestling Federation. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> we were looking for a World Wrestling Entertainment, but we also accept its old name, World Wrestling Federation. I assume that's when you stop watching. When yes. It was still a federation. <laughs> okay, so both of you did amazing in that game. Very close, but Peter, you won that game and you're one step closer to our final round. Next, we'll play a game about whales in movies. Let's check in with our contestants. Dean, this is your second film festival, is that right?
0: Yeah, my second major film festival, yeah. Your first one was? Um, I actually was in uh, Cannes, France, for uh, the Cannes Film Festival a couple weeks ago. I've
2: never heard of it. Is it fun? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's, it's a small town. Small town. In France, yeah, yeah. yeah. A
2: couple indie films usually go there.
0: Yeah, yeah only the smallest ones, yeah. <laughs> I like
2: that. <laughs> so, Peter... You love puzzles, you run game nights all the time, and you have created a pretty involved Easter egg hunt. Can you tell us about it?
1: Yes, so it was about ten years ago, me and my... Close friend um, wanted to get in the Easter spirit as one does, and we were like, "Why don't we have an Easter egg hunt?" But we didn't want to just leave it at that because that would be too simple. So instead, we just got a bunch of plastic eggs, assigned a color to every person we we're going to invite, and then put a different puzzle in every egg. So once you found all your eggs, you then had to solve all the puzzles in each egg every puzzle led to a word that you then had to put in the correct order for a sentence. And then that was the winner.
2: That's pretty great. It's a lot of fun. Let's go to your next game. We're at the Nantucket Film Festival where you can watch whales and watch movies. So you have an audio quiz that is all about movies with whales in them. I'll play you a clip. You identify the movie. Peter, you won the last game. So if you win this, you're in the final round. Dean, you need to win this or you have to change your name to Queequeg. (laughs) Here's your first clip.
0: I know you can jump this wall! Come on, I believe in you! You can do it! You can be free! Come on! You can jump it!
2: Peter. Free Willy? That is correct, yes! And here you go, fun fact. Killer whales or orcas are actually dolphins. That's right, my friends. They are the largest member of the dolphin family. Their name comes from the Spanish for whale killer, but eventually got flipped to killer whale. Thus, the confusion. Think about that for the rest of your stay. <laughs> Here's an animated fish doing a whale impression. Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Dean.
0: Is that Finding Nemo? Sure
2: is, yeah. A demagogue voiced by The Rock briefly turns into a whale to fight a lava monster in this Disney movie.
3: I got your back, chosen one. Go
2: save the world. Mommy. Thank you.
4: You're welcome. <laughs>
2: Peter. Moana. Moana is correct. I haven't seen it. Is that bad? It's really good. I've heard it's really good. Have you seen it, Dean?
0: No, I haven't.
2: All right, we can go. We can be the only two people left. All right, this Ron Howard film is based on a true story that was the inspiration for Moby Dick.
0: Chase, you have the best position.
2: No one's ringing in. I feel like they might need a hint, right?
1: uh, This movie stars Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) No. And it is not Wet Thor.
2: (laughs) It's not called Wet Thor? Uh, But it could be. (laughs) That would be a great name for something. Um, (laughs) 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 All right, anyone out there now? In the Heart of the Sea. Starring Chris Hemsworth. That is a true story based off of the features of Nantucket natives whose boat was smashed by a sperm whale. Uh, Ended up on a horrifying journey at sea and eventually um, cannibalized each other for survival. (laughs) Okay, great game. You guys are fabulous. Peter, you won both games, so you are off to the final round. Thank you so much, Dean. Great competitor. Coming up, we'll meet a policeman who had the safest beat in the universe, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. The worst thing that happened there was Daniel Tiger's clock needed to be adjusted, or maybe X the owl pooped on the trolley. So grab your cardigan and stay tuned. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from Satva. Sattva Luxury Mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200.
1: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, coming to you from the Nantucket Film Festival. I'm Cecil Baldwin, here with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg! Thank
2: you, Cecil time to welcome our special guest he played officer clemens on mr rogers neighborhood for 25 years now he appears in the documentary about fred rogers won't you be my neighbor please welcome francois clemens thank you So, I grew up on uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and now, watching the documentary, actually, even before I watched the documentary, watching the trailer, I cried. <laughs> I cried reading interviews about it. When I was in the theater, too, I'm not alone. Everybody was just wiping their eyes. Well, I cried, too. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, why do you think it's so impactful at this moment? Well, we
4: need a little love in our lives. Yeah. yeah. We do. We do. I think it's important for people to express care for one another. People are having serious disagreements, and those disagreements are separating us rather than saying our humanity is more important than some of those disagreements. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, and in the beginning of the documentary, when it starts talking about some of the more difficult subject matter that the show that was aimed at small children was dealing with... uh, Well, well,
4: children uh, feel anger. They feel fear. They have to deal with death, separation, divorce. And kids do need someone that they can talk to about those things. I uh, uh, had to deal with black uh, men being killed by white policemen. Mm -hmm. It's a serious subject. And my parents, my aunts, my uncles, my mother, I was being told by everybody how to survive. And then he convinces you to come
2: on his show to play a policeman well he had the money (laughs) (laughs) I actually I think many people did as a child I just thought you were a policeman is this common that a lot of kids that grew up on the show just actually thought you were a police officer yes
4: Yes, and I, I did have people over the years write letters to me saying to me I became a police officer because of you they did they did can you just uh, speak to how your
2: role as playing a police officer on that show actually really impacted racial stereotypes?
4: Uh, well, first of all, I was the first black American to have a recurring role on all of children's television. I can remember how much I wanted to see another black person mm. doing something. on. If you look on Saturday morning television, there were no black people. And so Fred had his way of uh, doing these things without causing, you know, a big explosion. He just invited me on the program, invited me to sing and to be a part of his neighborhood. Uh, It seemed sometimes easy for him to do the right thing. You know, come on, Francois, sing a couple of songs. You're in the neighborhood. And other people made it seem like it was such a difficult damn thing to do. (laughs) And but he, he was didn't. sort of
2: like, why not? Yes, exactly. And you worked on the show for 25 years. Now you are writing a memoir about your time, uh, about this time in your life called Fred Rogers and Me. What made you decide that you wanted to put this into the world now?
4: Well, I decided, uh, first of all, it is 50 years that we started the show in 1968. It's a very important milestone, I think. Hmm. I thought it was important to write a book about him. And the things that I know... You can only know if you spend a lot of time with him. He adopted me in the purest sense of the word as a spiritual son. I traveled all over the country with him. Uh, His wonderful wife, Joanne, they took me in as a third son. He has two boys, and there I was. I stayed at their home. He was like my guru. He took me into I was a poor kid. I'm from the other side of the tracks. I'm openly gay. He knew that. Those were issues that we dealt with. They're serious issues. And he did not say, get away from me. He said, come, let's talk. Let me listen to you. He was the first one who said, I love you. My father did not say it. My stepfather did not say it. And there were members of my family that said, you cannot be gay. And it it made a huge impact on me that he loved me in spite of those things. And so I decided to write the book to show you this man had the most wonderful, he didn't see race negatively. It didn't, I didn't say he didn't see race. He did not see it negatively. And so when I was with Fred, I felt black could be good. I could be myself.
2: Uh, And before you started as Officer Clemens, you were pursuing a career as an opera singer. You won the Metropolitan Opera Auditions in 1968. You've performed over 70 roles. You've won a Grammy. Yes, I did.
4: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
2: What made you decide to make space for Mr. Rogers?
4: (laughs) Here I go again. Money. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, no, I was in grad school, and I, I was working part-time in church. Uh, the, uh, the Jewish um, synagogue hired me in Jersey City. I did oratorios with orchestra. I did solo stuff. Uh, you put a many different jobs together in order to pay the rent. And so I did this concert at Easter time on Good Friday, and Fred came to that, and he heard me sing, and he had never heard something that deeply meaningful before, and that's when he asked me to come on his program, and then he talked to me about being officer clemens and i said well the police officers frequently were the villains in the ghetto in the black community and i can't talk on this kind of a program about some of the things that i knew the policemen were doing but he convinced me to try in order to change the image of policemen so they were seen as helpers instead of villains it's
2: amazing francois could i uh do you think You could sing a little bit for us.
4: Oh, girl, yes! I thought. All right. (laughs) I'm always ready.
0: (laughs) He's got the whole world. In his hand, he's got the whole world right. In his hand, he's got the whole world right. In his hand, he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got that little bitty baby. In his hand, he's got that little tiny baby right. In his hand, he's got that little tiny baby right. In his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got a you and me right. In his hand, he's got a you and me right. In his hand, he's got everybody right. In his hand, he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got a in his hand he's got everybody right in his hand he's got everybody right in his hand he's got the whole
4: Thank you.
2: So that was pretty good. Uh, it seems ridiculous to do more shows, quite frankly. <laughs> but we have, we have a fun game for you. Francois, are you ready to play and Ask Me Another Challenge? I sure am. Okay. Francois Clemens, among your many talents, you are an opera singer, so we have created an opera quiz for you. Oh, I see. So our guest musician, Julian Villard... <laughs> is going to play interpretations of some opera classics on a baby grand piano that he brought with him on the plane from Brooklyn. (laughs) Uh, Julian, what's your opera background?
5: Ophira, I have zero experience with opera.
0: Okay,
2: Okay, so Julian is really out of his depth, so your (laughs) challenge is to figure out what opera he's trying to perform. And if you do well enough, Amanda Arena from Bayville, New Jersey will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube.
4: Okay. Okay. I'm going to help her.
2: Okay, Julian, let's hear some opera. Figaro. Figaro. Figaro, 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 Figaro.
4: Do I have to ring this? Well,
2: you're just playing
4: against oh, you. myself. <laughs> so, All right. the Barber of Seville.
2: That is right. The Barber of Seville... Rossini. Let's hear another one, Julian.
5: Mal mio mistero il nome mio nessun saprano No, sulla tua bocca lo dirò.
4: uh turn though by Puccini.
2: That is right. Yes.
4: <laughs> one of my favorites. Aretha Franklin sang it also
2: Okay, so here's your follow-up question In the second act, the princess Turandot asks a commoner riddles If the commoner gets them all right, he can marry her Okay, do you know the answer to this riddle? What is born each night and dies each dawn? The moon I was going for hope, but you're right Oh. Oh, dear, hope Okay. (laughs) It is weirdly worded. I'd be like, what dies, Hope? You know, anyways. Oh, dear. What flickers red and warm like a flame, yet is not a flame?
4: Well, I would say her heart. Let me think. Uh, It's the thing that
2: courses through her heart. Love. Oh, sorry. I mean, not metaphorically. I mean, not (laughs) scientifically. Oh, would that be blood? Yeah, blood, yeah. Okay. Okay. You're making me think. <laughs> All right, well, let's hear another one. Julian, go ahead.
4: Oh, I already know that one.
5: L'amour est un oiseau, belle, qu'il nous ne puis, a pri, oiseau. Esse bien en con la pelle, celui
4: qu'on de refuser. Ah, that's from Carmen, it's the habanera.
2: That is correct. And here, here's your follow-up question. This is an opera spoiler. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what object does Carmen use to foretell her own death at the end of the opera?
4: Uh, cards. She plays cards. Yeah, a deck of cards. Yes. That is correct. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can tell I never played the role. <laughs>
2: But you did great. Congratulations, Francois. You and listener Amanda Arena both want to ask me another Rubik's oh, Cube.
4: Oh, all right. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you. Francois played Officer Clemens on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood for 25 years, and he's featured in the documentary Won't You Be My Neighbor. Give it up one more time for Francois Clemens. Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our next game is about fictional movie newspapers. Remember when a New York Post headline made you chuckle and not cry? (laughs) Let's meet our contestants. First up, Sarah Boyce. You're the Director of Research and Education at a Nature Foundation here in Nantucket. Welcome. Thank you. When you ring in, we'll hear this. Sarah, what, uh, what piece of celebrity gossip are you following right now?
6: I'm always kind of interested in, in who's breaking up and who's getting together. And mm. um, as I'm checking out the grocery store, looking for what's going on with Jennifer Garner, I just want to make sure she's okay. How's she doing? She seems good. She seems good. Yeah? Yeah. She Drop, made Dropping the kids off. Carpool lane. Oh,
2: good.
1: I was like, should I be worried?
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Okay, good. Your opponent is Michael Stiver. You're the director of event sales for a restaurant group. Hello. Hello. When you ring in, we're going to hear this. And, Michael, you are visiting Nantucket as your husband is doing theater here. Yes. That's a good gig for you. Not bad. Yeah. Okay. Good vacation. So you work for a restaurant group uh, now, but a long time ago, I... Was impressed to learn that you danced in a Vegas review. I did. Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, it was uh, you know the typical kind of topless show. Yeah. Um, that you see in Vegas. Yep. And uh, you were topless. I was topless for most of the time. the The most interesting thing for me, I was young, like 21 years old,
7: and we did um, our first dress rehearsal, which was an undress rehearsal. So the,
3: <laughs>
2: yes. I danced for the first time and saw all these things everything yeah all of it <laughs> and how, how long did you do that uh, eight months eight months yeah and then you were like it's not yep. enough bye bye okay very good Remember, Sarah and Michael, the first of you who wins two of our games will go on to our final round. Let's go to your first game. So we've got a trivia game for you called Hollywood Headlines. Cecil and I will read a headline from a prop newspaper in a movie. You just have to ring in and identify the movie. And to make it extra fun and a little embarrassing, we're going to try to read these headlines like old-fashioned newspaper boys. And we expect you to deliver the answers in a similar way. Okay, here we go. X-tree, X-tree, tune kills man. Marvin Acme murdered at the hands of a jealous rabbit. Sarah. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> Youth jailed. Martin McFly Jr. arrested for theft. Hop on your hoverboard and read all about it in USA Today. Uh, Back of to the Future. Back to the Future
2: 2? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Known as the connoisseurs Back to the Future. <laughs> Breaking news in today's Gatham Globe. Penguin forgives parents. Sarah. Batman Returns. Yeah, that's right.
1: Beauty bears all at Statue of Liberty. Read this mermaid tale in the National Star Confidential. Sarah.
2: Splash? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. A less complicated shape of water, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) But the color palette. The color palette. This just in from the Windy City. Community rallies around sick youth. Ooh, you guys need a hint. Uh, It's a a comedy from 1986. Michael. Oh,
7: not what is. Ferris Bueller's
2: Day Off. That is correct. (laughs) Yeah, what happened to your newsboy thing there? You went into a different game show and then something happened.
1: This is your last clue. More hot news from Chicago. Kimball in Chicago. Fugitive escapes downtown pursuit. Sarah?
6: The Blues Brothers?
1: Sorry, that's incorrect. Michael, can you steal? The Fugitive? That is correct.
2: Yeah. So guess what, though? We have a tie. So yeah, get ready to ring in. Here's your tiebreaker. Pick up your copy of the Afterlife. Sandworm incidents increase 13% from last year. Sarah. Beetlejuice. Yes, that is correct. Okay. That was a close one. Sarah, congratulations. You're one step closer to our final round. This is an open casting call for the role of Ask Me Another Contestant. And you don't even have to be a member of SAG-AFTRA to apply. Just go to amatickets.org, take our quiz, and maybe you'll score a callback. Coming up, we'll play Meet the Expert with Steve Young, who will tell us all about the world of industrial musicals. Those are musicals commissioned by corporations. Because, I don't know if you know this, but to an artist, the greatest gig is the one where the check clears. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
3: The Embedded Podcast brings you eye opening reporting.
6: There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet.
3: Immersive journalism. I could smell the smoke, I could smell the dust. Personal stories. I was scared. Like, I can't protect you. We are NPR's home for documentary storytelling. Find Embedded wherever you get your podcasts.
6: With NPR Plus, there's more to hear, like extended interviews with some of the experts we talk to at Planet Money and The Indicator. It's a mistake for economists to only think about economic efficiency when considering policies because you'll actually wind up with a worse outcome. And with NPR Plus, you help keep NPR going. Learn more at plus.npr.org.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another, coming to you from the Nantucket Film Festival. I'm Cecil Baldwin with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg!
2: Thank you, Cecil. Before the break, we met our contestants Sarah and Michael. Soon they'll play a music parody game about movie makers you never see, but they still own a yacht. Let's first check in with our contestants. Sarah, I was very pleased to learn that you are one of the founding members of the Nantucket Curling Club. Yes. All right. Yeah. How, did you, how did you come to enjoy the
6: fine sport of curling? Well, when you have an ice rink and you're a terrible skater. Yes. Um, and it's winter on Nantucket. And you own a broom. And <laughs> really good at sweeping. Um, no, you know, it was a way you know, just something else to do on the island. And it was kind of one of those uh, bucket list things, you know, hey, curling, you know, the Olympics are soon, I wanna try it. And then I fell in love with it. It was really fun, great camaraderie. It's really, it's a fun sport.
2: Michael, your job, um, you know, working in events means that you have produced a lot of extravagant parties over the years with the restaurant group. Do you ever have to book, like, odd people?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, The, what are those basketball people in New York? The 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 Knicks? The Knicks, yeah. Yeah. Like the Knicks dancers. (laughs)
7: Like the New Yorks Knicks lady dancer cheerleaders.
5: The the Knicks city
0: dancers. Knicks city dancers, exactly. (laughs) For a 13-year-old boy's party. Sure. Of course. That's what I'm getting to.
2: Julian Villard will perform your musical parody game called Get a Key Grip. Sarah, you won the last game, so you win this, and you are in the final round. Michael, you need to win this, or you have to change your name to Alan Smithy. (laughs) Small select audience member, get that, and that's fine. Take it away, Julian.
5: We rewrote Paul Simon's Kodachrome about an old-timey camera film that was once used for cinematography and still photography to be about behind-the-scenes movie jobs. Just ring in and identify the job that I'm singing about. All right? When I look back, I guess I could have gone to film school But I had a vision from the start Like Kurosawa, Tarantino, Kubrick, and Gerwig Didn't need no schooling for my art. Michael.
2: Director. That is correct. We also would have accepted Eagle Maniac. (laughs) All right, here's your next one. I'm out of
5: state the key grip I might say the gaffer but I'm not the worst and I'm not a girl
6: Sarah
2: Best Boy <laughs> Yeah, that's right Sounds like a sarcastic title the way you say it, Sarah <laughs> If you take all the
5: footage shot with all the cameras and give it all to me intertwine I will assemble all the shots and make them coherent. Build the story you all had in mind. Sarah. The editor?
2: Yeah, exactly. I can see it. You guys are, like, heavy into the competition right now. You're neck and neck. You're neck and neck. Sarah's pretending she's your friend. She's pretending she's your friend, Michael. He's my best boy. (laughs) He's your best boy?
0: Uh.
2: Crash the
5: car. They can't have the actor do it. They need someone more athletic. Toss me that wig, and
2: then I'll take his
5: place. Oh, yeah.
2: Michael. Stunt man. Yeah. Although we were looking for stunt person, but I suppose we'll accept your version. Stunt boy. Stunt boy? No, no, that is not acceptable. Wrong. Sarah, can you steal?
6: Stunt lady.
5: I work with lots of colors. My canvas is the hue face I'll make you look great or old and sick today
6: Sarah
2: makeup
5: artist that is correct
2: this is your last clue
5: what about me the story's mine what about me the plot is mine what about me the characters are mine what about me, the stories by I made up every single line? What about me, the character's are mine? Sarah, the writer?
2: OK. Um, what is the writer of the movie called? The screenwriter?: Yeah, the screenwriter. Also would have accepted narcissist. Um, Sarah, you won that game which means you won both games and you are moving on to our final round. While Peter and Sarah get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play a game. This is called Meet the Expert. Our guest expert today is Steve Young, who was a writer for David Letterman and is an expert on industrial musicals. His documentary is Bathtubs Over Broadway. Please welcome Steve Young, everybody.
7: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Steve, welcome. Thanks for coming on Ask Me Another. My
7: pleasure, Ophira. Thanks. So,
2: you. explain to everyone what exactly an industrial musical is.
7: Uh, think Broadway musical, often extremely elaborate, full, huge money production, but the audience is all uh, company insiders at a sales meeting or company convention, like B.F. Goodrich tire dealers. That's the only people in the audience. And the musical is about the glories and triumphs and tribulations of being a B.F. Goodrich tire dealer.
2: <laughs> and we're, t- we're talking full musicals like sets, actors, singing, costuming.
7: Oh yeah, in the glory days. Full book musicals with a large cast, tremendous uh, scenery and costumes and props, a big orchestra in the pit, just uh, just reeking corporate money.
2: <laughs> and And how did you get interested in them?
7: It's an Excellent question. I knew nothing about Broadway theater or anything of this sort. I really should never have learned about it. But working for David Letterman, we used to do a bit called Dave's Record Collection. Yeah. And I would go out and find weird record albums to, that we could make fun of on the show. And I started coming back with these souvenir records. I think we can do something with this. It's a musical called Diesel Dazzle, for instance. LAUGHTER
2: Diesel dazzle sounds amazing. We're
7: already home free. This is going to be hilarious. And it was. But then, oh my God, it is. There are geniuses working on this stuff because the money was great and it could be a satisfying intellectual puzzle. Take the least likely topic for a musical and make it glorious and make people leave the theater just thrilled to be selling diesel engines. Right.
2: (laughs) Put in the dazzle in it. Yes. So let's get your game. Steve, you provided some industrial musical clips for us. We have the track titles, but we don't know what these songs are about. So we're going to hear a clip, and then Julie and Cecil and I are going to try to guess what the product is that they are singing about, and you can let us know how we're doing. Let's hear the first clip. This song is called My Bathroom. My bathroom, my bathroom. Is a private kind of place. How about a cleaning product? How about an um, an air freshener? An air freshener. That's a good one. Julian?
5: I'm going to go with yours, fear. My mind's in a whole other place right now. Yeah,
2: okay. All right. Some sort of... He says like a... It's like air
1: freshener tampon. Really, it's
2: got to be one of those those two.
5: Well, those are heroic
7: tries. But no, uh, this is a song from the 1969 American Standard Bathroom Fixture Musical... Called The Bathrooms Are Coming. <laughs> if it was made up, it wouldn't be half as much fun. It oh. is real. That is a legendary, sort of an, a thematic tribute to a woman and her connection to her bathroom, which American Standard was trying to put out there as a setting the scene for getting Americans. Excited to buy, but also sell completely new kinds of bathtubs, this is, and it was going to be a new era compared to a, the uh, miserable old bathrooms the, of antiquity, the Dark
2: Ages oh. bathrooms. Yeah, yeah there,
7: there are songs on the album about we're sick of these primitive old bathrooms our grandmothers had, things like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the next clip is called Sales Training.
6: Now you can fully explain heat loss.
0: You have learned design and you do fine on load, estimating,
2: cost
6: calculating,
0: salesman super
2: do. Load, estimating, cost calculating, salesman super do. Is this about
5: about insulation?
2: Insulation? That's what you think?
5: Maybe. Yeah. Oh, That's a
2: good idea. I was going to say a calculator. A calculator? Heat, loss, and gain. Insulation. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty smart. Uh... Load air estimating? distribution.
7: Don't forget air distribution. Air
2: distribution. Oh, is it?
1: Is it like air conditioning
7: ducts?
2: Is it? Is it from the uh, musical "Duct Yankees"? <laughs> I don't know.
7: I'm sure there was one <laughs> called that, but no, that's not it. Okay. Uh, Break a duct.
2: Break a duct.
7: You you could have a bright future in this field, by the way, because they love that sort of a uh, pun title. But no, this was uh, York Air Conditioners you sales sort of training got it. song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: All right, this next clip is called 1265 and 1260.
0: (laughs) An automatic builder of your sales is next. It's a factor accumulation or summation X. Automatic rounding? Double zero round off two?
2: I don't know any of those words. My cultural anthropology degree is really failing me right now. Plumbing, something to do with plumbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say sewage, a a pump, a sewage pump. (laughs) This is the
1: weirdest fugue
2: for tin horns that I've ever heard.
7: (laughs) This is the Monroe Calculator Company from 1969.
1: A bunch of uh, calculator features. A question ahead. I
7: know, it's all all out of whack, but you're trying so hard, so thank you.
2: (laughs) The calculator. (laughs) This next clip is called Be Direct With Me.
6: Two straight parallel wires, bearing current in the same direction, attract each other, if you know what I mean.
7: (laughs) I don't know what she means. I don't know what she means. (laughs) I don't know what she she means at all. Cecil, you know what what they mean. Whatever Lola wants. (laughs)
2: Lola Uh, Lola gets fixed by the electrician. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be like a, electric. electrical wires outside, you know Yeah, you
7: know what, I think we should just I mean, you're generous giving things to the contestants yeah. I will give that to you That's okay. General Electric uh, The 1966 Utility Executives Conference Show <laughs> Which was written by John Candor and Fred Ebb Just a few months wow. before they wrote Cabaret Wow Wow <laughs>
2: Steve, thanks for sharing these ridiculous and amazing clips. Steve Young appears in the documentary Bathtubs Over Broadway. You can find screenings near you at BathtubsOverBroadway.com and his book on industrial musicals is called Everything's Coming Up Profits. Give it up for Steve Young, everybody.
7: Thank you. Thank you.
2: It is time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Peter DeMaro, who runs the most complicated Easter egg hunt ever, and Sarah Boyce, who just wants to make sure Jennifer Garner is okay. <laughs> Sarah. Peter, your final round is called. That's a wrap. Every answer contains a term associated with filmmaking. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Francois Clements. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Sarah is going first. Here we go. Sarah, a hard bandage wrapped around a limb to aid in mending a broken arm or leg. A grip? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. We were looking for cast... Peter, Broadway musical recently revived with Bette Midler in the role, originated by Carol Channing. Hello, Dolly. Correct. Sarah, originally intended as 3D wallpaper, this plastic product with circular air pockets is used to transport fragile items. Bubble wrap? That is correct. Peter, a cylindrical tool, usually made of wood, used by bakers to flatten and shape dough. Rolling pin? Yeah, that's correct. Correct. Sarah, online current affairs magazine, created in 1996 and originally owned by Microsoft. Inside Edition. That's incorrect. The answer is actually Slate. Peter, it's what happens to a cube of sugar when you put it in some hot tea. Dissolves? Yeah, dissolve. Sarah, eternally young resident of Neverland and leader of the Lost Boys. Peter Pan. That is correct. Peter, classic PBS kid show that taught everyone the Boston, Massachusetts zip code 02134. Zoom? That is correct. Okay, we're at the halfway point, and Peter is in the lead, four to two. Sarah, English musician whose hits include She Blinded Me With Science.
6: All I could think of is Sting, and it's not it.
2: I'm sorry, that is incorrect. We were looking for Thomas Dolby. Peter, SCTV and SNL cast member who originated the role of Ed Grimley.
1: Chevy Chase?
2: What are you talking about? (laughs) No. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Peter, that is incorrect. (laughs) The answer is Martin Short. Another Canadian treasure. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sarah, a tabletop game in which players race to find groups of three cards that all share one common characteristic. Uno. (laughs) Good, Good guess. We were looking for set. All right, here's the situation. Peter is in the lead four to two. Peter, if you get this question right, you win. Peter, jazz standard recorded by the Dave Brubeck Quartet or a candy bar containing pretzel, caramel, and peanut butter?
1: Mr. Goodbar?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that is incorrect. We were looking for take five. All right, Sarah, you need to get this question right to stay in the game. Sarah, in campaign finance, a PAC is an acronym meaning this. Political Action Committee. That is correct. Peter, if you get this right, you win. It's what CSI stands for in CSI, CSI Miami, and CSI New York.
1: Crime Scene Investigation.
2: That is correct. Great game, Sarah. Well done. Congratulations, Peter. That's our show. Our guest announcer is Cecil Baldwin. Hey, my name, Anagram Sublime Ice Claw. Our guest musician is Julian Villard. Naive Dulljar. Our puzzles are written by senior writers Eric Feinstein, Karen Lurie, and Jake Van Stratten, with additional material by Will Hines. Our acting senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Miller is produced by Sylvie Douglas, Mike Katziff, Travis Larchuk. Kiara Powell, Denny Shin, Rimmel Wood, and our intern, Georgia Wright, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grundman. We are recorded by Rick Kwan and Valvetone Recordings. We'd like to thank the Nantucket Film Festival, Fantastic Eventful Milk, the Nantucket Hotel, 97.7 ACK-FM, and our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harriet Begonias, Ophira Eisenberg, and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> happy to hear you're still listening and since you're still here why not pop over to apple podcasts and write us a review we love to hear from you and it helps others find out about our show for additional information about new episodes upcoming live shows road shows and bonus games follow us on facebook twitter or instagram thanks Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by comedian Michelle Wolf and late night with Seth Meyers writer Amber Ruffin. Then we'll play a game where contestants have to guess is it a mnemonic phrase, mountain goat song, or mystery thriller? So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're carrying around a lot of stress, therapy is a safe space to get it off your chest. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try at betterhelp.com NPR to get 10% off your first month. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business.